When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we're back with an old friend, Fat Nick. How you living, man? Good, chilling. What's up? Thanks for having me again. Oh, no. Happy to, happy to have you here. It's pretty crazy when I think about it. Just the fact that you were, I think, the second rapper interview that I ever did, you and Puya. Yeah, a long time ago. It's been a minute like six years you've been grinding we're not spring chickens like we used to be nick we're full um full-fledged hens like peacocks when they mm. prosper that's where we are i'm like big bird hell yeah how's life <laughs> it's good it's chilling yeah back in la for a little bit back in la for a little bit you've been living down in south florida for a while yeah miami i'm from there okay yeah, yeah. i know but uh you you kind of like settled down over there over the yeah, past like few I years. Yeah, I was living in LA in like Sherman Oaks, right? Like back and forth, and then I was like, dude, fuck this. I'm just gonna migrate back to Florida. You were over it. Yeah, I got tired of it. What did you not like about the LA lifestyle? I, I like LA, right? But I feel like over the years, like it just got the same shit. I'm like, right, I'm done. I went back to Miami. Well, it's a different lifestyle too. If you want to turn up and party all the time and be living some crazy ass lifestyle, then LA is pretty good for that. But if you want, you probably wanted to. It seemed like you've been chilling out a little bit yeah just home watching hulu netflix and that's about it really going to strip clothes on the weekends what 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 sort of led you in that direction of wanting to live a quieter existence did i think since me and puya were doing this since like a young age like with like 17 mm. we did everything young so we're like all right fuck this yeah we're, we're like old people in young bodies yeah okay but yeah take us back to those <laughs> early days because i feel like when i did that original interview with you guys i might not have even necessarily understood that you guys were very, very early on. You were like a sort of comedic duo running yeah. around making all these crazy videos and stuff. Like, you were very ahead of time, actually, in that regard. Yeah, I think me and Puya definitely started, like, right when SoundCloud was popping off. You get me? Right, like, Space Ghost Perp and all this yeah. Raider Clan shit in particular, right? Yeah, way back. And you guys were young as fuck and just sort of seeing that and thinking yeah, the shit was Yeah, me and Puya were like 16, 17. That's when we first dropped out of school. Right. We first dropped out, and then we became friends with Curry, Perp, and all of them, and then that's where it took off. Really? Okay, so you, we, you guys were just fans, like, going to shows and shit, and then... Not, not even going to shows, because we had this Nick and Puya show, right? right That's yeah. what we dropped out for. We wanted to be comedians. Right, okay. And then we became friends with everybody, and then we just met everybody, and then that's when Puya started rapping then. So the, ori the original idea was just that you were going to, like, be this sort of comedic duo? Did you guys... You didn't even think about rapping we, yet at that point? When we dropped out, we just wanted to be YouTube comedians. Right. All we wanted to do. It's crazy. Who were you looking at that even kind of inspired that, though? I think... Honestly, I think Andy Milanakis. <laughs> really? That's dope. Yeah. That's when he was like in his prime. You get me? Right. Like he was hot. And did you feel like you were like fully accepted by all these dudes? Like, because a lot of these dudes are kind of more, I don't know, maybe from the streets. I don't want to say you're not from the streets, but they were like definitely involved with some pretty crazy shit. You guys are younger. Um, no, nah, I think they were all chill. You get me? Like Curry was super nice when you met him. Simi, Perp, all of them. 
Purpose cool? Ah. <laughs> cool enough? Yeah. At that time? For sure. Stable. I mean, you were, and you and Puya were friends since you were kids at that point? We met in seventh grade. Okay. Yeah, we went to the middle school together, and yeah. What would you say was uh, the, the tie that binded you guys together? So we had a mutual homie, right? And he skated and I skated, but I never met him. So he went to go skate, and it was the first time I met him, and I was trying to climb a fence, mm. but I couldn't really do it. Okay. So I ripped my pants, and then he helped me, and then, yeah, we became besties. Right. One kind deed just sort of created One a kind deed. long-term friendship. One pant drive created a whole friendship. Okay, so then you guys are becoming friends, or you're, you're doing this sort of content. Describe the, the Puya and Nick show at that time to the people who haven't seen it. Dude, we were just 16 with a camera uh-huh. doing stupid shit. Like jackass. Yeah. Anything silly. Yeah, like writing little skits. Like now that we look at it, I'm like, oh, damn, this shit sucked. <laughs> but back then it was lit, you get me? Because right. we were the only ones in the high school doing stuff like that too. Right. So then... What is the step that sort of ends up? So Puyo starts rapping first? Yeah, Puyo started rapping first. Okay. And what was that like? And what was your perspective on it? So at first he was doing it just for fun. But he started gaining a, um, momentum because he was one of the first ones on SoundCloud. Right. So he saw it. like, oh, shit. Like, you're actually getting fans off this. And then it grew more and more every day. And then he put me on a song. And then, like, it was a trickle-down effect that went to me. And then we're like, oh, shit. Like, it's working. Now we both got to push off with it. What was your first time recording like? Dude, trash. Trash. Yeah, trash. <laughs> but did, did was he instructing you, or were you just sort of no, doing I mean, whatever? No, I mean, I've seen him record, you get me? Like, I knew what I was doing, but now I look back, and I'm like, oh, man, this shit's dog shit. Really? But because of that, now I'm here where I am, and so it's Puya. Yeah, you got to start growing from yeah, somewhere, exactly. right? Definitely. Okay, so then did it feel like all of a sudden you guys were starting to get bigger than some of the people that you had sort of been looking up to before that? Um, In the beginning, no, but definitely down the road, yeah. You get me? Hundred percent. Right. And was that ever awkward or? Um. The, all right. In the beginning, when we chose certain people, and I can say who, like they were dickheads. Mm. They wouldn't say hi to you. They wouldn't say shit. And then once the tables turn, then they start coming around and acting different. You know what I mean? Right. Like we can just tell, like from the inside out. Okay, but do you feel like you have a little bit of the old man effect now at this point? Where, like, for me, a lot of times I'll see somebody, and it'll be somebody that I had crazy beef with like ten years ago, and I'm just like. I can't even I can't even remember. I can barely even fucking fathom the fact that we had issues <laughs> like that and that in my head I'm still like I'm supposed to be mad at you cuz I just so don't give a fuck. I'll do it all the time. Yeah. I st- I still have beef with people that I don't know what what, what it is, mm. but I still know about it. Cuz it was when you were fucked up on drugs and you don't remember anything? Uh, actually, when I was on <laughs> drugs, I was on my shit. Really? Yeah, swear to god. Like you were really on point? Yeah. I I grew my whole career, right? Yeah. Like on, I was on drugs my whole career. Right. I just got sober like what two and a half years ago. Right. Definitely. Were you were you getting fucked up in those early days of uh, doing that YouTube no, comedy stuff, sober. or when did that come in? In the beginning, I was sober. Maybe like in my twenties, like uh-huh. when I was twenty twenty one, something like that. How'd you get turned on to drugs though? Because <sighs> you were the big lean man around town for a while. Like whenever <laughs> I would talk to you, you would have to have. A certain amount of lean, pretty much. Whenever. Dude, I was on tour one day in the beginning with Puya, right? I'm not gonna say who it is, right? But I was on tour, and my man's had lean on him. I'm like, yo, what is that? Don Chris? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Just a guess. No, my man's had lean, right? And I'm like, damn, what is it? And he just told me I just drank it. Like, yo, it's fucking awesome. So ever since that day on tour, I got hooked on it. Really? Yeah. And did did it spiral out of control at a certain point, or how bad do you think it got? I mean, yeah. I mean, I was definitely using a lot of money on it, on it, like every day for years. You get me? Yeah. But. Then one day, I'm like, I got to quit this shit and just stop. What was the worst side effects you were dealing with in terms of the drink? 
side effects. Um, probably like mood swings. Yeah. I was pissed. The next day. Yeah. In pissed. particular, when you don't have it. And any. I was be on it every day because now you get sick. You get me? Yeah. And like we were really on drugs. Yeah. You know I mean, I like popping like half a Percocet or drinking half a lean and nodding out. You got bad with the pills as well. Yeah. What was it, Zans perks? Nah. So I was doing Zans when I was a kid, but I quit. But then I just started doing a bunch of thirties. Really? Yeah. And uh, that obviously is even way more powerful yeah, than dude, the lean. Yeah, dude, like the weakest opiate. Yeah. Lean's the weakest opiate. Because I know a dude who's a real deal heroin addict, and he was like, he asked me one day, and he's trying to get me to explain it to him. He's like, why are they doing lean? It's like, it's not, that's not how you get fucked up. He's like, everyone I know is a real junkie. They would laugh at you for drinking that shit. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, but they also don't really want to become fucking heroin addicts, yeah. I guess. I mean, everything's you know? an opiate. You know what I mean, yeah. like, if you're on H... And you don't have H and you pop a bunch of 30s, you're probably going to feel okay. Right. You're not going to get sick. It's all the same shit, just like how you want to perceive it. Mm. So when you look back at those times, are you kind of shocked that you were able to hold your career together, given that you were, you know, doing all this, all these drugs that are pretty much specifically designed to make your career fuck up or to make your life a total mess? I mean, I think it, how can I say it? I think it definitely gave attention to it. You get me? Mm. Like, oh, he's doing drugs, blah, blah, all that shit. But, I mean, I'm happy I'm off it now. Mm. But, but I mean, some I don't people, regret it. Some people kind of, not that you need that much drugs, but, like, you know, people do get prescribed some of these drugs. Some people, like, if you do have anxiety and you're taking some of these drugs, it might actually help you. Do you feel like it, it did help you in a way because you were kind of anxious or, or? Hell no, because now that I'm off it, my anxiety is, like, at an all-time high. Really? Like, everything's at an all-time high now. Because I think it just fucks up with your levels. Yeah. Definitely. And when they prescribe you, like, Xanax, right? They give you, like, a quarter Xan. Right. You know what I mean? Or, like, if you have, like, back surgery, they give you, like, a perk, five milligram. You know what I mean? not supposed to be taking that much shit. Right. And then, you know, SoundCloud era, it was totally normal to be just taking bars yeah. left and right. Did you ever hear about anybody getting hit with fake pills back in the day, though? Because I feel like I never really heard it until no, the last it, few years. Dude, fentanyl and press pills and fake drugs were not that big back in the day. Right. It recently. That whole SoundCloud era, I don't ever remember. I, I remember hearing about people dying from doing drugs, but not. it was never like, oh, we got hit with the fentanyl. Yeah, and no, then I, that just took over. I feel like once that shit happened with Peep, that's when it started growing. You know I mean, Because before that, I didn't know anyone that here and there, but I didn't know about a fentanyl epidemic or anything. Yeah, because when Peep died, if you had said fentanyl to me, I don't know that I would have even known what that was. You know, yeah. I think it was after that that we started to realize that's what everybody was getting hit by. Damn, that's crazy. So, okay, just staying on that same path, um, you and Puya, were you, were you guys, like, or, or, take me to the time when we did the No Jumper interview and where you felt like you were at in your career. What, what, what led up to that? Like, do you remember what the conversation was like? Of like, oh, we're going to L.A. and we're going to do this interview? Yeah, so Puya, I wasn't... I think it was the first tour we were doing, right? And we did a whole sold-out tour, like, mm. before we had agents, before anything. And we were like, yo, we got to do some shit with Adam. Because I think Rob Banks was going to come, but he couldn't make it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think that's how Pui got in contact with you. I'm not tripping. Oh, that's legendary. I think it was because of Rob. And then Pui was like, all right, come with me, blah, blah. And that's how we came up. Wow. And that was, was that the first interview, or did you guys done some local shit before that? I think we might have done, like, some local, like, bullshit. But, like, on, like, video shit, I think that was the first one. My recollection of that interview is that you guys were being extremely raw. Like, <laughs> same, same way when I think back on the ex interview and he was telling the story about fighting the gay guy in jail and all this shit. You guys were telling crazy shit that when I look back at it now, I'm like, wow, that, they were young and did not give a fuck at all. Yeah, different times. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Do you feel like you're imprisoned by societal expectations now? Like, you can't just be the wild person you used to be? Um, it's different times. You get me? Like, if you don't say something correct, you're automatically wrong. Right. So you, just, you gotta walk on glass. Yeah. Both because you're more famous and because these days they just love to cancel people. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. 
Do you worry about that at all? No. This, this is my whole thing, right? And I've had this explanation with people. The cancer culture, right? Mm. I think it's like 50 chihuahuas that are really loud. And the people <laughs> that aren't cancer culture are like a million pit bulls, but they don't give a shit so they're like silent. You get me? Yeah. They're just annoying people. But then the, the weird part is that all these loud ass chihuahuas make so much noise that you'll have, you know, the CEO of a company will be like, no, we got to fire this person who works for us because there's like five people on Twitter that are mad at them and they're making a shitload of noise and it just becomes a distraction for the, the yeah. boss or whatever. So that's how those chihuahuas end up having like a outside effect. And then every, but that's the thing. Everybody else is afraid. So then everybody else acts differently because they're scared that they don't want to get caught up the way the last person they saw get caught up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the thing, right? Like, this world doesn't revolve around your feelings. Mm. doesn't give a shit about your feelings. So if you live in that bubble, thinking that everyone has to be nice to you, like, you're not going to make it far. You get me? Mm. It's very true. Like, I, when I was in school, I was always fat. They'd be like, oh, fat this, fat this, right? I don't give a shit. I think that grow, makes you grow personality, right. makes you grow backbone. But now if you do that, like, you're fucked. But that's the interesting thing is you're the lucky one or the strong one who was able to sort of, you know, fight through that and, and learn to, like, you know, be more confident and, and, and be tougher. Then you have the other percentage of people who aren't as tough and they're going to go home and stick their fucking dad's gun in their mouth and shoot themselves in the head because the kid at school was calling them fat, you know? It's like there's different ways to handle it. Like a, a lot of things I've looked at in my life, it's like, damn, I really, like, rose to the occasion on that when I, a lot of people wouldn't have. A lot of people would have just taken that and just said hey life's over now yeah mental health is a big issue mm. do, you, do you feel like you watch your mouth in your music more these days because no i still rap about the same shit i rap about you right. know what I mean? it's music it's entertainment yeah i mean if you don't like it then switch genres right i feel you um okay but so then over the years did you feel oh, oh and then the crazy thing about that interview too is that that was when Puya and you met Suicide Boys for the first time yeah. on camera in the interview, even though you already, oh, shit, he had already right. done a whole tape with them, like a six-song project or whatever, but they never met. And they actually met during that interview, which to me is like one of the most legendary things that I could ever imagine. Yeah, it was crazy. My internet friends becoming real friends. So, okay, where did you guys go from there? Like, did you, you and Puya always stay close over the years? I feel like over time, I kind of saw you guys sort of like separating a little bit or like not spending as much time together. At the end of the day, we don't get to chill every day. Like, that, that's still my best friend. You get me? Like, he's in L.A. right now, too. Like, we're staying at the same B&B. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, still my best friend. Like, we talk every day. We live, like, in Miami. We live, like, 15 minutes away from each other. You get me? So we've always been like that. Right. Yeah. But, I mean. We did not separate, right? But I had to go branch off into my own career. And he had to branch off into his own career, too. You get me? Right. So you can be two, two separate and especially Thanks. though when you were getting fucked up, it felt like you guys' personalities were probably like so different because he's pretty much always been sober, yeah. right? But we lived together. When I was getting fucked up, we lived in the same house. Right. Yeah. And that didn't cause like a, a lot of stress? I mean, he hated it. He'd be like, yo, get off drugs, get off this, you know what I mean? But like, I didn't want to get off until I wanted to get off. Right. And it's hard to take somebody's advice when they're not getting fucked up at all, right? Yeah, You're like, you, you, you don't understand what it's like, you know? Just sober all day watching right. Netflix. So it was never, that was never really a big source of stress? That's kind of impressive. For me? Yeah. Nah, let's chill. Interesting. You guys, 
so okay, the buff, Buffet Boys yeah. YouTube channel. You guys co-own that like 50-50 or what's, what is the deal with that? Because you still drop your shit on Yeah, that. so pretty much it's me, Puya, and Mikey. Okay. So Mikey the Magician, he produces for us, records us, we're best friends. Right, yeah, I know Mikey. And yeah, we just all can put whatever we want on it. And if we have like another artist that we want to put, we all have to be like, all right, cool, that's fine. Really? So somebody like Killswitch is not signed to Buffet Boys collectively? That's just like one artist that's associated with one? So Puya handles Killswitch, you get okay. me? So like... That's Puya's project that he's doing with him. Okay, interesting. So then, but when the YouTube check comes at the end of the month, where does the money go? Or is, is each individual piece of content claimed by whoever owns? Yeah, so he where, wherever he distributes his music through, it's all claimed through there. Okay. So all the money goes there. That makes sense. Who You, you have an artist now too. Yeah. Little Jerry? Yeah, Where Where'd that come from? So my man's, one of my uh, videographers put me in contact with him. I'm like, yo, he's hard. He's from Hialeah. He's from um, like maybe 25 minutes away from where I'm from. Oh, nice. And I saw him. He's like 18. That's funny because the most ratchet ass chick that we were with the other day Hialeah. in Miami was from <laughs> Hialeah. And everybody in the chat was like, oh, she's from there. I can tell. Yeah, so man's from Hialeah. But he's good. He, he just turned 18. He just got out of jail. Okay. He's lit. How'd you guys meet though? Um, I just hit him up on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram. I'm like, yo, you're really fire. <clears throat> and then we just met up. And it just worked out. Like, was that something you always been thinking about is wanting to sign an artist or work with artists? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I've called out artists in my career until that's Puya. Uh -huh. So I'm like, okay, cool. Now let's actually like turn it into like a, a business. You get me? Right. Definitely. When the Take A video went on the Buffet Boys channel, though, what was the process of how that happened? All right, so I had hit up TK like maybe like a month before, right? And I feel like I've asked you this question on this podcast before, but that I'm completely <laughs> forgetting. So fuck it, because probably you guys have forgot to. <laughs> so I hit up TK like a month before, right? Because my homie Marcus, who's Puy's DJ, put me in contact with him. He's from Texas. Uh -huh. And I was going to sign him to Buffet Boys to be an artist on it. Wow. And then he went to, I think, Jersey or something, right? But I had no idea he was on the run. Uh, I didn't know shit was going on. Right. He's like, all right, cool. The day before he got arrested, he's like, yo, I'm going to fly to Miami tomorrow. Um... Pick me up from the airport, blase, blase. Picks up, gets picked up by, uh, I think, the U.S. Marshal or some shit. Uh -huh. And then his homie, Ezra, hits me up. Like, yo, he still wants you to drop the video for him. So then he sent to me and we dropped it. But I was going to sign TK to Buffet Boys. Wow. He so, was going to come to Miami. So And you never even actually met him in real life? Never met him. And, it was through phone call. And you guys aren't making any money off that, even no. though it's on the channel making a shitload of money? Whoever the he, money's not going to you. Whoever he um, distributed that song with, they're the ones making the money. That is such a crazy, like just the most bizarre situation that I could ever think of. That like that video ended up on that channel for that reason. And like, I don't know, like anyone who knows about you and Puya and then knows about Take It would like see that. And like, like what the I, fuck? why the fuck is this video on this channel? It's so Dude, it's I so literally strange. told Puya and Mikey, I was like, yo, this song's going to blow up. Yeah. And they were like, ah, oh, if you think so, do it. And then I was like, trust me. And then boom. Knowing what I know now, if I had heard that song, I would have been like, oh my God, like you got to sign. I, I guess I didn't really know about it until the song was big. Because there was some people like Yachty and shit who were like doing shows with him in Texas and stuff. I remember them telling me and like he was just another rapper to them for a while before. Yeah, he blew that's before up. he blew up. That's when he was like, yeah, yeah, bananas. That's just crazy. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess when I'm trying to think about the whole trajectory that your career has kind of been on. I mean, when did you actually get off drugs? It was two and a half years ago? Yeah, literally. And what, what were you dealing with or what led up to you wanting to get off drugs at that point? So honestly, when Peep died, I was like, oh mm. shit. I, I still did drugs after he died. I'm not going to bullshit you. Like a year after he died, I still did drugs. But I'm like, damn, like bro died. Shit's getting crazy now. And I was like, you, realistically, you can't be on drugs till you die. You get me? Like yeah. I got to quit, so I might as well quit now. Mm. I'm like, shit. I just picked up my pants and did it. You just 
cold turkey, stop drinking lean and stop. So what I stopped doing is I was on oxy and lean, right? Oh wow. So I stopped doing perks and oxy and all that bullshit. I started drinking more lean, right? So I wouldn't withdraw too hard. And then I withdrew off lean after all that. Wow. What was the hardest one? Um, probably the perks because they're way stronger. Right. But I was withdrawing for what? Like maybe like two months or something. Uh-huh. And did you have to kind of stay in the crib or were you able to keep working and be on the road or, and shit like that? Um, I definitely had to take a break for like a month not doing shit. You get me? Uh-huh. Like for the first week, not week, like for the first month, just dog shit. You get me? Mm. Like... Mental withdrawals, like you're throwing up, you shit yourself every 10 minutes. But yeah, it was like a month and then, yeah. And then you just start to feel better? and Yeah, I mean, as time went on, you got me like better and better, but not all the way like that quick. Right. Like I was still feeling shit for like six months. Maybe not physically, but mentally. Definitely. Were, were you losing weight at that time or did getting off drugs change uh, your diet? Or Bro, when or- I was on drugs, I was bloated. Right. I was bloated as shit. So you didn't even necessarily have to be eating crazy, but it just made your yeah, whole body I was just all fucked up. Yeah, I was bloated off all the soda and like lean and shit. Yeah, like definitely. Big. And like, so, so when you got off of it, did you start eating more because all of a sudden you feel healthier? Or? No, same shit. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't just like naturally lose weight by getting off the lean? Cause I don't think so. I know a lot of people who got a big ass lean belly and they stop drinking lean and it just shrinks and it goes away right away. I mean, I always have a belly, right? But <laughs> I think I deflated. Right. Because you seen me pictures before, I looked like I had those um. You know those rubber wings when you swim for babies? Right. It looked like I had that all over. Okay, I feel you. Um, but so did you, at, at a certain point, you got real serious about eating better and shit, yeah, right? I did keto. Okay. So I was 340, and I went all the way. That's when I saw in New York. Yeah. And I went down to like 270, 260. Uh-huh. And then I fucked it up and jumped back to 320, and now I'm back at like 305. Okay, so it's been kind of jumping around. Yeah, so dude, I like food. Yeah. And I just got this new food show with Rolling Loud that we're filming. Really? Yeah, so it's me and Rolling Loud, and... We're just going around like eating, cooking with the chefs, and tasting food and stuff. That's dope. I feel like that's probably been something you've like always kind of been thinking about. Yeah, I've always wanted to. Like before I got into rap, I wanted to go to culinary school. Right. Who right. are you influenced by in terms of like food content on TV or YouTube? Um, well, when I was growing up, I watched everything on the Food Network, right? Right. But honestly, like hats off to like Action Bronson. Yeah, he's the first one that comes to yeah. mind. Is because it's it's like there there's so much food content on the internet that if you are gonna make food content, it's just like extremely competitive. Of like yeah, how but the thing too, bro. Like there's a bunch of like, I don't know. When I see people, I'm like, all right, I can either trust your food taste or your food taste is dog shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of like especially on like these TikTok fooders, yeah, dog shit food taste. It's all like personality at a certain point because yeah. sometimes I'll be watching like a, a food show thinking that it looks interesting or clicking on a YouTube video and it's like, th- this is like every food show ever. Like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so, oh my God, it's so good. It's like, why am I watching this? Like, I, you know, like, like I don't need you to tell me it's good. Like, give me some kind of fucking insight. Yeah. But when you watch like Anthony Bourdain or whatever, that's a real talent right there. Like he had a real ability to like help you learn about the food. Yeah, I like Andy Redane. I love Guy Fieri. Yeah. I think he's lit. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> I have a bottle of fucking uh, Guy Fieri steak sauce in my fridge that I look at every single day and just think about what a hero he's he is. He's an icon. So, so our show that we want to do is like kind of like that. You I was like in club cooking. live with, with Guy Fieri for the record. For real? In Gucci main section. Last weekend when you were in Miami? No, like a couple years ago. But I got a photo with him and it was like, I'm That's drunk crazy. as fuck. Just like, bro, I love you. You're the fucking man. That's like the highlight of your life. Club live with Guy Fieri. It was up there, yeah. Like, why is Guy Fieri in fucking uh, in, in Gucci Mane section in the first place? That's lit. Shaq was there and shit, too. I'm like, <laughs> this is like, the, I'm never going to be in an environment like this ever again. Yeah, but okay. So Guy Fieri is another one that you like? Yeah, I love Guy Fieri. He brings the energy. I like Bronson too. You know what I mean, like he put me on his, uh, you know, his show. Fuck that's delicious. Mm-hmm. He put me on his season finale. Right. I'm like, oh shit. 
That was like a highlight. I was like, oh, and that's been crazy to see him step away from doing it with Vice and start dropping it on YouTube on his own channel. Like he's kind of doing it more independent or like yeah, lower budget. Yeah, he has a fan now. base. He can do it. You get me? He's a cult. Yeah, I think the Vice thing wasn't great for him. Like he he felt like it was going to be huge when he did it, but I don't think he ended up being very hyped on working with them. Yeah, he can do it by himself. Right. Definitely. What was that like though when you did that episode with him? What did you guys eat? What the hell did we? Eat? It's been I a think, while since I've seen it. I think we made pasta. He had some wine. Some other shit, but I, I was just—I don't like look up to a lot of people, but Bronson's definitely like you. Definitely paved this lane. You get I me? Mean, besides him and like Big Pun, I think mm. like they definitely like opened this up. Like, like, oh shit! Like you're one of my idols. Yeah, and especially just the fact that he, you know, his style of rap and shit is never going to be like the number one. He's not going to have a number one record or whatever. But he's just like stayed focused on his own his own lane, but then like built all this other shit yeah. on top of and, it. And like, dude, he had a cult following. You know I mean, like, yeah. he probably sold a of merch. I've been to a show of his, like, it sells out like he's good. Mm, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely an inspiration for sure. For I, I see a lot of people that I think are kind of influenced by the lane that he sort of opened up. Definitely. Um, okay, so you've been working on the show with Rolling Loud. Yeah. What, what, uh, oh, you think that the conversation was about, like, you losing weight, so you feel the, like that kind of negatively contributed to it? Yeah, you know, I had to eat, you know, gain the weight, fucked it up, but now, like, when I'm not filming for them, I mean, like, watching what I eat, and then, boom, I'll go fuck it up. Yeah, definitely. Like, for Rolling Loud New York right now, I think we have, like, 25 restaurants lined up. Really? Yeah. That's always what I'm thinking when I'm watching food hey, shows. Hey, if you're there, you should come. Come eat with us. Oh, I keep thinking about whether I should go or not. It sounds so hectic. But <laughs> that's what I always think when I'm watching food shows, and I'm watching them just eat, like, eight fucking huge meals in a day, and I'm just like, bro, I don't think I could handle that. Like, this is the thing, right? I think you're supposed to just take bites. Yeah. But I'm a fatty. For the camera. Yeah, but I'm a fatty, so we're going to finish everything. That's not how I eat. Fucked. Yeah. Like, if I got a burger and fries, I'm going to eat the burger, yeah. and then I'm going to eat every single fry. And I feel like a pussy. If you really are doing food content, you take a couple bites for, this, for the camera, and then you put it down. But that's how, you, that's how you know you can trust my food taste, because I'm going to finish the whole plate. <laughs> you're going to gain 20 pounds that week. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> for sure. I respect it. Um... Okay, so that kind of... Did you ever get like real into exercise or were you more I focused on the exercise. diet side of things? Exercising. Really? Can't do it. Dude, mainly because my hair. You get me? My hair gets fucked up. I got to call my hair lady, redo it. Right. Hey, exercising. Not my thing. Yeah. Oh, it fucks the hair up. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I mean, at least for me, you get me? Like, it'll get frizzy. I'm fucked. I can't like wash it every day and then, yeah. Right. I feel like another big change that I have seen in you since you were young is I've just seen Fat Nick get a lot of guns. Yeah. A lot. I don't know. Shout you... out Florida. <laughs> I'm from Florida. We're good. You yeah. get me? I got my license. I'm good. When did you really start collecting those or feeling like you wanted to have an arsenal at the house? Um, when I was able to get my license, like a 21. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, can't tell me shit. Right. Like, I can have 100 guns. Do you keep them stored in a certain way or do you just sort of have them just hanging around all no, really much just, all my shit's in gun safes you get me locked up no one can get to it like really by the books you get me yeah now that I have a kid that just really makes me think twice about the whole gun thing like wow I really just can't have these just chilling out here yeah, yeah. Well, I'm from Florida you get me so I don't give a shit right anywhere yeah you never had any kind of issues with having this arsenal in your no, home no everything's on my name everything's licensed to my name like I'm chilling the cops don't give a fuck about Fat Nick they're, they're, they're cool with you Dude, low key. So, damn. All right, fuck. I'm gonna say. Air so, it out. So someone told me right that this was like a month ago, right? Like one of my neighbors, he was like, "Yo," because he's friends with the sheriff. 
you're like, yo, what's good with Fat Nick? Like, why do they be so many guns, money, drugs, blah, blah? Like, we're looking into him. I'm like, bro, I just rap. I didn't do drugs. You get me? Yeah. Like. So you just heard that they were looking into you? Yeah, but just like on some weird shit, like Instagram, you get me? Like, they're, they're just old cops. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. So they're like, oh, who is this? But then do your research. Oh, shit. Like, right. everything's legal. He's been sober for three years. Money's in the bank. You're good. That would suck to get raided regardless of if you were guilty or not. Oh, yeah, but I would just be like, dude, you guys owe me something. Like, right. here's my license. <laughs> Definitely. Do you feel like, yeah, because like you, you bring up the peep thing when it comes to the drug thing. Obviously, there's just been a ton of legends from the scene that you basically come from, whether we're talking about SoundCloud, whether we're talking about so South Florida rap in general. Like, do you feel like seeing X pass, seeing peep die, seeing all these other people pass, that kind of like forced you to grow up a little bit faster than you might have otherwise? I mean, yeah, 100%. You know, you got to put your like big boy pants on and be like, oh, shit, shit's real. You get me? Yeah. Like people are dying. Like, and your homies are dying too. Mm. Off whatever it may be, like gun violence or drugs or this or that. Right. Do you feel like SoundCloud rap's dead? And, I, and how do you define SoundCloud rap at this point in your life? I feel it's really oversaturated now. You mm. get me? Like when we were coming up, it was only like a handful of people. You mm. get me? Like you had X, Ski, Pete, Puya, Suicide Boy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Now there's like a million. You right. get me? So I feel like it's over. It's really oversaturated at the moment. Yeah. And it's kind of like. And they're just clones. You get me? Yeah. And like it's nothing's bad for taking inspiration from people, but you got to polish it and make it your own. Mm. Like everyone's inspired by someone. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, I heard somebody say, possibly academics, but I can't remember, but at one point he said, SoundCloud rap was basically a bunch of young kids talking crazy-ass street shit with colorful hair, and that that was kind of... And now the game has sort of pivoted to where most of the huge rappers are like rappers who really are... Like, if you're talking about pulling up on somebody with, with guns they're like the people who really have a reputation for doing this sort of thing when you look at that do you feel like that's true obviously you own plenty of guns now as well but no i feel like when it first happened it was something refreshing for people you know i mean like it was there was nothing like soundcloud rap mm. it was all like radio shit and then this is just a refreshing thing that kids had something to listen to and not just the old heads right so they gravitated towards it yeah definitely it was definitely like one of the the first times that we've seen like the younger generation of rap fans really like get to decide that all these rappers are going to kind of become popular, which people weren't really used to that yeah, before. Yeah, it's like you're young, you don't give a shit, and you do what you want. So kids are like, damn, I look up to that, or I want to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, color your hair, do whatever the hell you want. Right, definitely. Is that an Uxie on your forearm? That's that's the name of that Pokemon, right? Is that an Uxie? This? Yeah. This is Jirachi. Jirachi. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. There's like a new legendary that's been in raids recently, but I couldn't remember. Damn, you got, how many different Pokemon you got there? I have Jirachi, I have Wartortle. I have Dragonite, Gengar, and I have Pikachu on my stomach. Do those Pokemon mean anything to you in particular for like a reason? Or um, no, I just Gengar is one of my favorite. Dragonite's one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. I love Jirachi, War Turtle just to get him because Squirtle my favorite. I'm starter, and I'm Pikachu on my stomach. Just Nobody has a, a weirder Pokemon tattooed on them than me because I got a Charmeleon. For real? The in between evolution. Where you have it? On the back of my leg. I was in Greece and somebody was like, oh, we'll give you a free tattoo. And I hadn't actually evolved to the Charizard yet. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm getting a Charmeleon. What? Yeah, it was a weird time. Um, okay. So in terms of uh, like, you got a lot of other shit going on too. Okay. Can you explain to me the, the Abercrombie collab? Is this a joke? No, it's real. Was it? Yeah. How did it go on? I got it through my PR. Really? Yeah. They, they were did. they were looking for plus size models. They never did plus size models before. Really? Yeah. Because they've actually taken a lot of shit for that in the past. Exactly. And then they hit me up, the cutest fat guy. They're like, "Damn, we need him." Right. I don't know if I consider you like brand safe for Abercrombie. It's twenty twenty one. 
And you left the drugs behind. Yeah, no more drugs. It's 2021, everything accepted now. Right. Did you actually, uh, was it just like a photo shoot or did you actually get to meet everybody from Abercrombie and whatnot? I met a few people. How was that? It was fun. It was lit. We just talked, topped it up. Definitely asked about the guns. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, was, was it like, what was it like being in that environment? You feel very sexy. You got all these Abercrombie em- employees or whatever, like you know hyping way, you up. You know the song Way Too Sexy by Drake? Yes. Just over and over in your head. When you heard that, you just immediately felt like, all oh, this song speaks to me. Yeah. Just a hug <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah. Do you feel like you have pretty privilege? Yeah. That's like the new thing they're talking pretty about. Pretty privilege. Yeah. <laughs> I seen some girl going crazy viral for just like revealing to the world that pretty people have privilege. I'm like, that's like so obvious that I never even thought to think about it. Mm-hmm. But Fat Next got it, so fuck it. Um, why don't you have your grill in right now, dude? I, when I have it, I talk with a, my lisp is even worse. I was thinking bullshit. that too. Yeah, I work for special occasion. Do you get me? If I gotta step out because I see you with it in the video, and it kind of introduces a whole different look to you like the teeth just shining like that it's like you have a fucking giant diamond in your mouth yeah because i already have an overbite mm. so with that it's like ginormous i can't like i can speak with it but it's mad lispy right i feel you yeah um okay i was just i wasn't sure if there were permanents or not no, hell no. but then i seen you and i'm like oh i guess they're not <laughs> for sure um you're single at this point um yeah, but no, I'm trying to work something out at the moment. Work something out? That's what you call dating? I'm no. trying to work something out. You know when you, when you meet the love of your life? Right. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to win her back? Something like that. You fucked it up? No, hell no. Oh. None of us fucked it up. Okay. She's Interesting. Like, she's a normal girl. You know what I mean? Like, long distance, bullshit. This isn't the girl that you were with back in the day, like, four years ago that I'm probably thinking of? No, there's been probably many girls since then. No, I'm, I'm good. Or one or two. No, nah, I broke up with her. She sucks. <laughs> I don't even really remember, but I, I feel like I saw that as like kind of the beginning of Fat Nick starting to settle down. It was that time, but that was more like a realization. You get me? Mm. Yeah, I feel you. Okay. Um, okay. What about uh, this fucking movie that you were just in recently? Oh yeah. So my man's Peter hit me up because his mom is um Siba Hohen or however you pronounce it. Uh-huh. She was like in Holes and Men in Black. And she's part of like the Adam Sandler group thingy. So she hit me up to be in this movie, so I had a part in it. And it just premiered and stuff. I think it's about to be on all streaming platforms soon. So what did you have to actually do in, as far as acting? I was a drug dealer. Really? I swear. At a frat house. Wow. Yeah. Lit. So you just had to sort of negotiate a drug sale? Yeah, Xanax and uh, Coke. <laughs> did it bring you back to old times? Yeah, definitely hit me back to my high school days. Wow. That's tight. What, what was uh, your overall experience doing the movie, though? Like, compared to, you know, going and playing a fest or doing, like, rapper shit? I mean, shit. it's kind of the same because you got to put on that, like, persona or whatever you want to call it. You got, no, but it's fun. I'm actually flying out in, like, next week to do another movie with her. Really? Yeah. So wow. if you ever need a party, let me know. I'm, I'm down, yeah. Actually, you know, somebody offered me a small movie role, and then I had they told me to film a video of myself <laughs> doing the lines, and then I literally got COVID, like, the next day, so I never oh, filmed shit. it, and then... Didn't come out. Yeah, next week I go film this. You had COVID? I had it. You did? Yeah. I had it like dude like a year and a half ago. Oh, so right right when it started hitting? Yeah. You didn't get I was in I was in China when COVID first came out. Really? I had four festivals. You were at the wet lab or the wet market? Fat <laughs> 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 Nick was the one breeding the goat yeah. with the bat or whatever. I I was in China that November that like supposedly came by. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I did like four festivals out there. And really? What's yeah. your fan base like out there? It was tight. Like, there were packed shows, right? But, like, the language barrier is, like, insane. It's kind of weird because, like, they're yeah. 
Were they turning up, even though they don't really know yeah, the words? Yeah, they were words? turning up, but I didn't know what the fuck they were telling me. You know what I mean? And, like, you probably don't know what the hell I'm saying either. Right. But did it feel like they were really excited to see you? Because they, yeah, don't, it's they, like, they I, don't get a lot of American rappers. So like, they, whenever I do, like, Europe tours or, like, Asia tours or whatever, it's, like, way more, like, love because we don't go there all the time. You get know I me? Mean? So I feel yeah. like they might appreciate it more. Right. How was uh, COVID in general for you? Like, just not being able to be on tour, being sort of locked down? I know Florida is, like, the least locked down place in America, but... Yeah. I mean, we still do whatever the hell we wanted in Florida, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, we couldn't tour, we couldn't do shit, but you're still doing merch, you're still streaming, so. Yeah. It's on your feet. You didn't get frustrated with having to just be at the crib? like I like being at my crib. Right. You know, I'm at my crib, I can go to Puya's crib, I can go to Mikey's crib, we just all chill all day. Right. What what kind of stuff do you do? Like, finding yourself with so much more time around the house, like, what did you find yourself sort of getting into? Or spending more time on recording or just Yeah, stuff? we record a bunch of music and just chill. You know I mean, like recording, go home, watch movies. That's about it. And right. being with friends. Definitely. But everything was open, so you can still go to restaurants. You can still do whatever. I was just in Pensacola, and it was crazy, bro. I was, like, walking around the mall. And, like, you know, the mall here, you got to wear masks still. But, like, the mall in Pensacola, it was honestly felt like it was 50-50 between people not wearing masks and people who, like, them and their whole family was wearing masks. So it's kind of like the whole, like, Democrat versus Republican type vibe, except it's like you're wearing it on your face so everybody knows what side of this issue you're on. Except, like, me and all my friends were walking around with no masks and we're not voting for Trump. But I don't know. Maybe AD will vote for Trump. <laughs> I could see that, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that, that was no, it's like 50-50 there. I mean, like, you don't gotta wear a mask if you don't want to. And then, you know what fucked me up, though? is like, I got a fucking warning inside the Uber app. It's like, oh, you weren't wearing a mask. No so way. now you have to take a picture of yourself next time you get in an Uber to prove that you're wearing a mask. Oh, shit. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So Uber driver snitched on you? Yeah, but also I had Uber drivers picking me up in Pensacola that were they were wearing masks. They weren't wearing masks, which you never see that here. Yeah. Out here, it's fucking religious. They, they, they just can't. Yeah, dude, I walked into a restaurant the other day without a mask because I forgot, and they uh, tripped. Out here? Yeah. Uh, like, get the fuck out, go get one. When you come back to L.A. now, though, uh, do you appreciate it being somewhere where there's, like, more artists around or more people you can work with, more producers, et cetera? I mean, I always work with the same producer and say, like, we, we keep it in-house, you get me? But it's chill. Like, I have friends out here and stuff. Right. I do appreciate it more because I don't live here, you get me? Like, I like being here for, like, weeks at a time. Right. What's your attitude on working with new artists? Because like, I was clicking around on the Buffet Boys channel and I saw you pulling up to ABG Neal's block and I was just like, damn, this is crazy. Nick, like Brooklyn drilled Nick right here. <laughs> nah, I, I fully support working with new artists, you know what I mean? Like, was, they're cool, you got know I me? Mean? They're not dickheads. Was that just somebody who you saw and you were just fucking with his music? So you were like, yeah, fuck so it, let's get one in? When I first met ABG in the beginning, I was like, dude, you're super sick. Yeah. Fuck with you. Nice kid. And so you actually went to Brooklyn? Did I? Yeah, that was for the Rolling Loud. That's where you filmed the video and stuff. Oh, during that. That's yeah. why you went by there. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's where you filmed it. Hell yeah. That's sick. What is it like as you, you know, get older and like, you know, maybe a lot of the people who were listening to you when you were first starting your rap career might not even really listen to rap like that or like, you know, fan bases move on and stuff. Like, what's your mentality on sort of staying relevant and, and keeping, you know, making new fans and stuff, even though you've been in the game for kind of a long time at this point? You got to know how to evolve. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. everything's constantly evolving. So if you don't evolve with your fan base or with the culture, you're going to become stagnant or you're just going to, like, fall off. You get me? Right. Happen to mad artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can name them. Yeah. Like, they can't tour anymore. We won't just because we're polite. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't, they can't tour anymore. They can't sell merch anymore. You just got to learn how to evolve with them. Right. And always have, like, an image for them to keep up with. You get me? Or if you don't want to evolve, make sure you have a solid cult following that's going to stick with you forever. Right.
Yeah, that's, that can be super fucking tricky because it's like, how do you present yourself to new to, to new fans and stuff when a lot of times those fans they have like a hundred brand new rappers with fucking machine guns and face tattoos and all this the, you know the, there's like you know the the spotum gottoms of the world like all these like new young artists and stuff it can be kind of tricky but and also it's like you want to work with new artists but you also don't want to come off like a dick rider who's just trying to work with every new artist right yeah i just work with people like who hit me up you get me mm. like or just friends definitely yeah what uh besides just like music and stuff what else are you passionate or excited about in life in general now the cooking show the cooking show um obviously music and my pokemon collection that's about it <laughs> what uh cards or yeah. you collect anything else from the pokemon landscape um i have a bunch of stuff you get me like i have like figures cards like the gum from back in the day the everything really yeah you have any like super valuable cards or you ever open any packs and get the crazy valuable ones? I, have, I have a lot Really? But I've been collecting for a long time. I mean, not just right now when it blew up because of that phase or whatever happened. Yeah. Like, I've had collection for, like, years. You get your cards graded? I actually just have a submission to PSA. It's, like, on step four. But uh, doesn't it take, like, months and shit? Bro, my shit's on PS on step four. It's been there for eight months. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? All they have to do is look at it, right? Yeah, but since, like, it blew up right now, yeah. like, it just, everything's backed up. That's so crazy. Yeah. It seems like such a good business to start to just start like a competing card grading service, but I guess maybe it wouldn't be considered as official. The thing is, like, if you do PSA, it's the most expensive. Then they have, like, Beckett and everything else, right? Right. But if you have, like, a Beckett 10 and a PSA 10, the PSA is worth more than the Beckett. Mm, interesting. Damn, that shit's fucking crazy. You never got into Pokemon Go? I couldn't do it. I didn't want to walk around. <laughs> I didn't walk around and do all that we shit. We got remote raids now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um... I noticed that, like, a lot of your Instagram captions and stuff, you're just kind of, like, saying, you know, fuck the ops and such and <laughs> such. Are you really, like, having problems with people like that still, or is that just kind of, you know, having fun with it? Um, Both. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously you still have problems, you have problems with people in your hometown and all that bullshit, but it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of both. You right. Know I, mean? I feel like saying fuck the ops is kind of like the one of the fat Nick catchphrases at this point as well. Yeah, you got to you gotta say something that sticks, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, there's still problems in Miami, you get me? But, like, that's just... Off record shit. You try to stay away from all that. You have to. I mean, but if she hits the fan, she hits the fan. You don't go hang out in the projects just to just to catch a vibe. Uh-uh. <laughs> For sure. Um, what do you been listening to on like a personal level, like new artists that you've been interested in, or, or what's the stuff that you drive or drive around listening to? So I have two playlists. Okay. I have one called Nicky Gordo Sensational playlist, and one called Boys Have Feelings too. Oh. So like one's like rap music. You get me like I have like. Chef G or like Drake, okay, and Forty Two Doug, and then my other one, one music I grew up with is like Dead Cat for Cutie, Taking Back Sunday, Brand New, stuff like that. So it depends what mood I'm in. Tegan and Sarah. Oh, man, that's a good idea. I should have a playlist of that yeah. kind of stuff. Actually, now it's become like my kids' playlist. I end up adding all these old indie rock songs that I like and stuff to my kids' playlist. That's what I grew up on. You get me? Like I've Taking Back Sunday lyrics tattooed on my leg. Yeah, like I grew up on all that shit. Damn, that's legendary. Do you ever think about doing more like rock inspired music or anything? Um, I would love to. I just don't know if it'll translate be for me. You get me? Yeah. But I literally love that music. Like Brand New is my favorite band of all time. You kind of have to have like a certain degree of trust in your audience to to make that kind of move that they're gonna like follow you. Like you can do genre. shit like with influence in it. You get me? Like I definitely have this record right now. That I'm trying to get this feature on. That's like more like instruments, like melodic, like more down that route. But mm. I might throw it on a tape and see if it catches some buzz or something definitely i saw drake like that post about the abercrombie collab yeah it's my homie 
Yeah? You guys talk much? Uh, he actually gave me my mixtape name. Which one? So I'm about to drop a project November 5th, and he gave me my name. And you don't want to announce it yet? Uh, no, I already announced it. Oh. But I didn't announce a date, but I know the date. How did he give you the name? Like, So he had followed me, right? And I didn't know he followed me. And my man's hit me up, like, you know Drake follows you? I'm like, no way. So I've gone, like, oh, shit. So I, hit him, I follow him, and then we've been following each other. And then he posted a picture of a chain, and we have the same jeweler. I'm like, oh, shit, we got the same jeweler. And he was like, you know, we got to shine proper, gorgeous, glizzy gordo. Like, oh, shit. So like, all right, that's my mixtape name. Wow. Yeah. He just blessed you like that real quick. Exactly. Dude, if Drake gave me this name, I got to run with it. Wow. That's fucking hilarious. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so, oh, and this is the other one I wanted to ask about is I noticed you were repping Mr. No PPP or Stimmy. Oh, yeah, never gang. took one. You never did it? Never did it. Really? A lot of people from Florida getting caught up. Yeah. And just people in general. Scamming. Scamming with those PPP. <laughs> you, you were never a scammer when you were younger? No, hell no. I stay away from that. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I, like, now you're trying to sell I have a bunch of homies that are scammers, right? I know scammers. I don't respect that money. Mm. It's like, no. That's a dangerous lifestyle right there. Especially these days, man. I'd be hearing about people getting caught doing fraud in the craziest yeah. ways. They're going to go to jail and do a whole bunch of bullshit. I was doing that shit back in the day when the cameras at the gas station couldn't <laughs> even get your license plate, you know? Like, now? You know, and we used to, I, there, I went like two years of my life where I never paid for gas. Just putting on other people's cards. I used that. I think about that, you're getting, you're getting Oh, there's like right a whole definite level of scamming. Yeah, I mean, like you're scamming PVPs and stimmies and all this bullshit. One of the dudes from Love and Hip Hop just got 17 years for PVP fraud. I think I saw that. Crazy. What the fuck? Imagine sitting in prison for 17 years just thinking like, just because you did this this crime that's basically like equivalent to you robbing a bank and you thought you weren't going to get caught. Yeah, but I had to do 17, I'll be done. I'll be like, just kill me. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I got 17 in me. No. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. For sure. Um, okay, so anything else that we need to know about? Like, you, you haven't dropped like a full project in a, in a while, huh? Yeah, so I dropped... Um, me and Pui dropped Dropout of School 2 in the beginning of the year. Oh, okay. But I haven't dropped a solo project in two years, mainly because of co Corona. So I didn't want to drop the project and not go on tour. Mm. So I'm about to drop Gorgeous Glizzy Gordo November 5th. And yeah. Nice. Who, do you have the, the actual tour shit planned out yet? Uh, I'm going to plan my tour like my agent's booking like this week. Nice. But I got Ramirez on it, Shake on it, Maxwell Cream on it, So Smula on it. Plus size tour. Yeah, plus size tour. Got like some oil <laughs> wrestling in between or something. Damn, Maxo's on it too. Yeah, Max is on it. That's lit. He's a good guy. Hell yeah, Maxo's the man. Super nice. I like Sosmola a lot too. Sosmola. Oh on yeah, Sosmola. That's the man. We just had him on the other day. Yeah, I saw it. Just that's fire. Hell yeah. So, so the tour is gonna be going crazy. Um, that's exciting. Anything we need to know about the album? Any surprises for it? Oh, shit. Well, if Drake gave me that mixtape name, you never know. You got the feature? I don't know. Damn. <laughs> that's in at least getting clicking it on the, on, on the Apple Music app and seeing. If you got any features listed there. Right, might. But yeah, I'm driving Gorgeous Glizzy Gordo November 5th, and then the food show with Rolling Loud. What is this shirt you're wearing? BBB? And you got Calvin pissing on this, uh, anything? My homegirl Crow, she does like nails. She's a nail tech. Oh, wow. And, like she has this brand, so she gave me it. Damn, Crow, hit me up. Yeah, she's, That's just hard. She makes crazy nails, too. Oh, really? Yeah, super nice. Hmm. You ever seen those nails where it's like designs on it, like hand painted? Yeah. Yeah, she's like that. I only wear a little little Yachty nail polish. Shout out him too. Shit's are nice. Just kidding, but oh, you took it off. He had it on the other day. <laughs> he actually, we we keep getting those fucking boxes of the little Yachty nail polish in the mail, and I like gave it to my girl, and she's like looking at, it, she's like, these are like dude colors, like these aren't like feminine colors, like I'm not gonna use this. Do you like, use them? No, I'm not really. 
Oh, it would be a good idea because it might make me stop biting the, I'm gonna bite my nails <laughs> if I had them fucking magenta or something. But I don't know. I can't give these guys any other reason to call me gay. So <laughs> I'm gonna just hold back on it for now. Um, all right. So yeah, the tour, the album. Um, anything else you want to hit the people with or tell them where they could find you? Instagram, the real fat Nick. Mixtape November fifth, and then the food show, Nate Gordon's Taste Palace. Hell yeah. Might be with Food Network too. Fi- oh, you really? Not supposed to say stuff, but you never know. Shopping it to him? Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's hard. That's dope, man. Yeah, I'm glad everything's still going good. It's uh, it's always kind of crazy, like reconnecting with people that I interviewed like super early on, because it just makes me think about how far Life. everything's come. Like, <laughs> wow, I've I've been on this fucking earth for a long time. I've been sitting in these chairs talking to motherfuckers for a long time. Dude, that was your old shop too, in like downtown. Yeah, that was four locations ago. Crazy. Which is pretty fucking weird to think about, too. Fuck. All right. You're not smoking weed? No, I'm sober. I don't do anything except vape. Respect. Shout out to all the vapors out there. Yeah, vapor die. For sure. <laughs> Fat Nick, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Patreon, OnlyFans, Apple Podcast app, etc. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all and uh, much respect, bro. Good luck with everything. November 5th, Gorgeous Glizzy Gordo. The tour is going crazy. Drake feature on the whole thing. It's actually a split tape with Drake. I get 80% of royalties. He gets 20. Yeah, he don't need all that. (laughs)